What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team, and welcome to The Kaisa Show. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We have a fun episode about aging. Yeah. Right? Getting older. Getting old. How do we do it? <laughs> how, with grace. How do we do it? How I feel like this has been a little bit in the making because I've been having a few mini midlife crisis. I know I'm only 36, so and I don't feel like I'm super old, but there are moments now where... My body is definitely 36 yeah. and she's letting me know that I am aging yeah. and I'm excited to have this conversation today because I feel like we talk about a lot of this off mic because mm-hmm. we kind of have conversations about like, what are you doing differently to take care of your body these days? And how did you like manage to work around that? So I'm excited for this combo. Yeah, totally. I think there's a lot. This is, yeah, it's a big one. Obviously, yeah. there's like recovery has become a huge part of the industry. I don't remember, you know, there's like foam rollers and stretching yeah. and even foam rollers where I feel like a huge monumental moment, yeah. you know, when those started popping up in the gyms. Yeah, totally. Uh, but before, before yeah, we put on the brakes, what, what is buzzing? What's buzzing? In your world. In my world. Are we, in, yeah, okay. let's go with you. All right. Oh, sip the tea first. Do you have? Ooh, it's actually just water. But now I want tea. It's ooh, too late though. Yeah, I can't too cut late. This and Mm-mm. we don't have any. But give us the here. tea. Give us the tea. What's buzzing? Today I'm buzzing on. Now I gotta be honest. I haven't fully read the book yet. I'm about halfway through. So I'm doing like a uh, like a like a pre buzz. You know. So half of a book ha- is pretty good indication of whether okay. or not the book is good. Yeah. So I I'll, haven't read a book in about twenty years though. Okay. So. I never read either. Like I always cheated on like book reports. I'd just read the back summary and then the like, be like, hey, this is how the book goes. <laughs> and I thought I was getting away with something, you know? And then I realized it's like, I just feel really dumb now. Like, why didn't I read? And then it was like years, it was, I think it was like three or four years ago. I actually did some therapy and it changed. I started reading books and I've read, I've read over 30 books in the last few years. Wow. Well over. Okay, well, so, anywho, I'm working up to that. I, there's always a backstory. I'm just going to start with what it is. Yeah. So this book, I believe you pronounce it Ikigai. Ikigai. Which is the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. Oh. I thought it was also very fitting for today's conversation. It is. Yeah. So the thing I like about it, too, that sold me was the back of it. It's like a little diagram. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Kind of, you know, where the circles and then they, you know, they meet in the middle to balance. So it's what you, a balance of what you love, what you are good at, what you can be paid for and what the world needs. And you kind of find your, you find that in, in your life. And then like at the center of that, that is Ikigai. Okay, wait, say it again. What you love, mm-hmm. what you are good at, what you can be paid for. And what the world needs. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like a new filter now. Yeah. As I read it, I'm like, oh. So a lot, like this morning, a lot of the, the chapter was about flow. The cool thing is, 
I feel like I have a lot of flow in my life, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of times, I when I listen to podcasts and stuff, a lot of times I feel like, oh, that's something I need to get, right? Like, oh, I need to change this. I need to do that. I need to learn that. I need to read that. And the interesting thing with this is it's like, oh, it's I just need to identify those parts that already exist. I have a lot of flow. Like yeah. with photography, you know what I witnessed yesterday? You were in a flow state <gasps> while teaching the class. Was I? You're so funny. Like you're, <laughs> it's like I sometimes look behind me and I'm like, is there an audience here? Because you have become one with the camera to where like you are laughing authentically. It is not, it is not like staged. No, it is not staged. You're like, I, like my, the oh, one that that you're like, my, I'm so tired. My one is crooked, you said in the workout. And I was like, that, I'm like, what? Is there like a studio, like a studio audience? So I feel like when you're not thinking about everything else or anything, you're just in that moment. That's like the flow, right? Yeah. But there has to be more things that go into a flow because I think it's like being content, being present, you know, being like there's a lot of things that go into flow state. I feel like you in your life, you're kind of in flow state right now. And also, I feel like Mm. flow state happens when you notice a lot of things aligning. Like there's been a lot like when you walk in, you're always like and this and this that has definitely been the past month. You said "Uh, you don't think you're in flow. Oh, yeah, you get the best of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, thank I have to present, you. <laughs> you know, we're still but at yes. that. Wait, we're still at that stage of our relationship where you have to only present the best. Side no, of no, no, I don't hide it, but I oh. try to save it because there's no cameras. Pre, I'm so home. sorry. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just not like having a kid. There's minimal flow state. And then oh. you have some and you're like, oh, my God, it's so good. I, but in, I think just overall. There was a lot about flow. It's a lot about like looking into blue zones, which are identified areas of uh, longevity. So we're, like where people live the longest. Um, I find that really you mean interesting. In the country, like where in the they world, live? in the world. Yeah. So there's it all these does, different places. Sorry, the there's world. like California, Japan. I think Okinawa is a big one. And these people live. They're called centurions, I believe, which is like living to 100, and then super centurions, which is I believe 110 or older. And it's wild. So a lot of it is about stress. Like stress is just like cancerous to your body, to everything, right? And like um, movement is key, community, like all these things that are um, showing up. Like I'm sort of learning these and then I'm reading them. So it feels that much more like real. You know, I'm like, yeah, I do need to like keep building a community. You know, it's easy to, especially when you're a parent, like it's super easy to just be like, Oh, I gotta go to work. I gotta come home. I gotta make dinner. I gotta connect with my wife. And then we go to bed and we do it all over again the next day. And like really pushing a little bit beyond to like, Oh, let's just see if those guys want to go to the park. You know, like those little things, community. And it always yeah. feels good after you do it. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, but hold on. Do you want to be a centurion? Fuck yes. Oh. We'll get into that later oh. or not. We can do now, okay. but like it has become a new sort of like my last big like purpose or meaning for like fitness or just how I take care of myself has been, I want to be old enough to do things with my kid when he's older in, in like, that was like a big, so like if I'm not looking the way I want to look in my, you know, mind that I've been brainwashed by society forever, or like if I'm not as strong as I want to be or whatever the things that I'm not enough in, I can go, yeah, but you know what? The big picture, this is definitely going to help me stay moving longer so I can get that goal. 
Oh, so it puts things into perspective now. Totally. Yeah, it I makes it that. easier. Because yeah. otherwise it's easy to just give up on stuff. If totally. I'm like, eh, I'm slow, oh, yeah. I'm this or that. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah, it's the long game. Yeah. This one now is like another one. Because I'm like, oh shit, like I want to be able to move when I'm 80, but now I want to live to 100. So, but how cool that you haven't even lived half your life yet. So that's cool too. It's also like... <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. This whole thing, I don't know where this episode's going to go because my mind's always... It's hard for me to wrap around yeah. all that. But like, yeah. So anyways, uh, great. Very like easy to read. It's not super like heady. A lot of like self-help or a lot of like, I don't know, psychology readings can be a little... I don't retain it as much, but I find this like a really fun kind of easy light book to just kind of pick up and, you know, read about like aging gracefully. I love it. Yeah. And okay, say it again one more time. I believe, I, oh, I'm so embarrassed if the, I meant to look it up, like how to say it. I believe it's Ikigai. Ikigai. I-K-I-G-A-I. Ikigai. I have zero Japanese. I took Japanese. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I almost didn't want to say that because I'm not sure. Yeah. I can say a few things say, in Japanese. So, 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 I can say like, ohayo gozaimasu, konnichiwa. Yeah, those arigato. are nice. Okay. So you think, what, what do you think this, how do you think it's pronounced? Well, that's why the whole time I was trying to be like, how is that? I think it's ikigai. I think yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's what I'm buzzing on. I highly recommend it. I think I bought it off Amazon or something. You can get the Kindle version as well. Oh, and wow. I am not sponsored. I by know. EP I was like, "Wow, are you guys. getting you yeah. know money back from this?" No, I'm just the, what I get. You know what I get from it is enriching the lives of others. You get joy from yeah, other people. Exactly. I love it. The more we can all enjoy life a little bit better, that's the ultimate paycheck. Oh, he is so good, guys. <laughs> he is so good. Okay. Well, I'm buzzing on. I feel like it's kind, it's not the same thing, but you did bring it up. I'm a thousand percent buzzing on therapy which i feel like at some point in time we've talked about this back and forth we just need to do a whole podcast episode on therapy because we're both big believers so i've gone through many rounds of therapy in my life um but they always seem to be in kind of like more specific things that are happening and this round I feel the most growth happening. So shout out to my therapist, but also shout out to me. I just feel like I'm in a different place now. And so we're looking at higher level things and I'm like noticing the differences and how I can catch things about myself or how I change things. um, And just like how I want to be in the world. Mm. So I'm totally buzzing on therapy and I'm, you know, very grateful to be able to go to therapy every single week and have that as my little anchor point to, I don't know. My, my world is, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in everybody's world. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful to be able to have, you know, professional help (laughs) to navigate through the things that I'm dealing with. So is it, is it weekly? So you do every week? Yeah. She was like, you need to get in here weekly. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I was every other week and she was like, "Mm -mm, get in here. Yeah. So it's hard sometimes when it's just like that hour or do you just do an hour? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was like, I feel like if you don't do it frequently, can't break away. And and yeah, we've yeah. And what I didn't, what I've had a lot of is like, okay, hey, th- like this happened, and I want to work through this. And it's like now where I'm at is I just want to get on a roll. Like I want to be able to pick right up where we left off, work on this. I have homework of things I need to do. I've got to implement things, and it's just, I just feel for me, 
honestly, it just feels better knowing I'm taking care of that side of things. But also there's just a lot that's going on mentally, emotionally in my life now. And it's so nice to feel supported as I'm like trying to navigate through. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I appreciate therapy and I appreciate her. Yeah. And I feel like I found a good match, which isn't always a thing that you find a match, but yeah. That's awesome. Do you know what kind of like, is there a certain style or anything like that? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Straight up. She is very straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a straight up style. I mean, she just like, she is not holding back, which I appreciate. And I even had to like, whoa. But she's just like, that's where you're, she, we've done enough therapy that mm-hmm. she's like, this is where you're at right now. We don't yeah. need to, we can, we can just say it like it is. Mm-hmm. We don't need to like beat around the bush. She can cut right to the chase. So, yeah. yeah. It's hard. Like what's weird for me that I've learned with therapy is like, there's an art to being a good patient. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like it only works. Like you said, the cool thing was you're like, I'm proud of myself. So mm. shout out to you, right? Like you can easily go in and you can answer the questions like and not go deep into it or not be honest or whatever. And it's like, you're going to get probably nothing out of it or very minimal. And like the more for me, I notice it's like whatever feels super uncomfortable to talk about is always the thing like, Oh God, we should probably talk about that. And it always feels better, but still, no matter what, it's always super scary. And it all, like, for whatever reason, like when you want to, you know, you've probably spent a long time covering things up and to uncover them is like yeah. really scary. But it, it's, so anyways, I think we, like, we've been in therapy for a long time and now we're down to, I think we just do once a month, which is, you know, we're, we're, we've reached a great place. And yeah. now we look at it as kind of coaching ongoing. It's less of like to fix problems in yeah. the past. It's more about like, like a personal trainer. Yeah. You know, totally. like, let's just keep this train going. Exactly. Yeah. Maintenance. And I think the thing for me, I just, I'm in a place where I'm curious about why I am how I am. And I think like in a, in a place where I'm secure enough about who I am, but I'm very curious and I want to change patterns. So I do want to come as complete as I can and as honest as I can to her because I want her to, t- to help me figure it out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we like recently one of the things, so she basically diagnosed me with like severe anxiety and it was like the most freeing thing to be like, oh, this explains all of this shit. Like this explains all of the ways that I act and like all of my kind of like, uh, I don't have a better word than crazy and I don't want to use that word, but like my yeah. neurosis, like, you know sure. what I mean? Like habits, oh, habits. Yeah. there we go. Uh, oh, and then I can kind of like let it go mm-hmm. a little bit. You know what I mean? I, uh, it feels good to have something named Yeah, I can, and yeah. to just be like, oh, okay. But now that's a piece of me and I know that. So now I can kind of have that as something that I work on, not as an excuse, but like, okay, hey, so like, don't let that take over right now. Let's like choose to do something different. So sorry, we could talk about this forever, yeah. but I am totally buzzing on therapy for people who think that therapy is really scary, like I, I do often try to say, I totally understand that therapy can be a really scary thing to go into and to do. But if you're with a skilled therapist, you they won't take you any place you don't want to go. And so, and it's not ever uncovering things you don't know. They're just uncovering the things that are sitting in the back of your mind or the mm-hmm. back of your brain and giving you a place to kind of like put them out into the world and have somebody hold them for you and help and, and help navigate them for you. So I, I say therapy for everyone. 
Yeah. And don't be afraid to date the, not date actually the therapist, but like, (laughs) yeah, figure out the right one. Yeah. Cause that is a big thing. Like if you don't feel comfortable, good luck. Yeah. You got to find someone that really resonates and it sounds like that's what you found. Yeah. Totally. At this phase of life. Yeah. Very cool. All right. All right. It's kind of a fun buzzing today. Yeah. You know, no tech. Whoa. Just life. I never bring the tech, so. Hmm. No. No. No, I bring the cool gear, but oh, like. she's cool. Ooh, she sunglasses, cool shoes, gear. you know. Yeah. Jeans. Got to keep the people okay. fresh. So, figured we'd, <clears throat> I think, do it different. I don't know. Maybe we've done this in the past. I honestly can't remember. But. Figured we'd kick the episode off with questions pertaining to aging. Oh, cool. Versus do it at the end. Love it. We have three, I believe, we're going to play. And we're going to kick it off with Anonymous. I don't know who this person is. Ooh, dun, 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 dun. But we're going to play it. So, pew, pew, pew. Why the fuck <laughs> do I hurt so much? Everything hurts. Everything. I'm 43. I CrossFit, I've been active my whole life, and like, I don't know, 42 was like the time. And now I like crack. I sound like a bowl of Rice Krispie Treats. Like, I gotta get to CrossFit 30 minutes before class so I can like snap, crackle, and pop it all out. It sucks. I even do collagen, and that does help. But good lord, I wanna know like, what is the secret to getting my old self back? I don't wanna hurt anymore. There's a lot. I know. Can I just be honest? (laughs) Of course. That's why we're here. Maybe the problem is CrossFit. Mm. I just, I'm going to cut right to the chase. And I do not know knock because I do not know what CrossFit she's training at. But generally speaking, the intensity at which CrossFit studios train at and run at is too intense for a lot of bodies. Most mm-hmm. bodies. Too, it was too intense for my 27-year-old body. Yeah. Like, it's just too intense. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing I would say to this anonymous is that maybe take a step back and look at the actual movement that you're doing in training and maybe lay off of it for a little while and see if that makes a difference. Maybe taper it down a little bit. But I, I would say that it sounds like it might have to do with how you are physically training right now and that your body is trying to let you know it's not working for it. Yeah. I mean, not all CrossFit is created equal. We know that mm-hmm. for sure. Some is very mindful, I, I would like to use. Other is you're basically pushing yourself to the max every single time you show up to the gym. Maxing out every time you go to the gym is not really good for the body. Not and, yeah. Not not really good. Yeah. It is not good. And I think too, like I'm the same. I, I don't remember how old I was. It was around thirty early thirties and like it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I had a blast. But I was always like in pain. I was sore. I had shoulder injuries, foot, whatever, you know. So we'll just we'll put that there. Yeah. The other thing though, at the end, the little sneaker that she she snuck in there was how do I get back to the old me. Do you want to take this one? No, I mean, I don't know where you're going with this. I I think one of the hardest realizations is that you won't. Yeah. And I think one of the things you have to understand is like, what is the new? What's the new? (laughs) I want to give us a high five. I felt it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of, I I feel like we've talked about this a lot, but that's something that over the past 
I still think I'm 33. So I'm still stuck in like what was going on at 33. But over the past few years, I've had to be like, I looking backwards is not going to help. And I'm not going backwards. I am only getting older. So how do I change things to be able to feel good in my body, do the things physically that I want to do and continue to do them? And that means that you have to be real with mm-hmm. the fact that you are getting older and it takes a, it's a completely different routine. It's completely different recovery. All the things matter. Um, and so I would say like there, there is a, a moment where you have to recognize you will never be the old you. You're only going to be the new you. And what does that look like? Damn. It's yeah. like you, that we were just in sync. We were, I, we were vibing. You could tell. We were in flow. <laughs> we were in flow. The, yeah, totally. And I think the interesting, like as a spectator of your journey the new you doesn't have to be less than or more than like it, it it's just going to be a new version and you sort of took i don't know like around two-ish years off of a certain hard training to do more mobility which was like this is the new me and now as you're not gonna lie because i know you're honest that was a struggle and you <laughs> talked about it like oh, yeah. i'm just doing and you finally got to a point where you really, it seemed at least like you really started owning that new you. You're like the new me, the me right now needs more mobility. Mm -hmm. And, but the crazy thing is now almost three years, now you're training, you've been ramping up and now it seems like you're, you're like at that level, if not in some areas, actually stronger. Yeah, I would for sure. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. But the difference here, I think like where you're going is I took it all the way down. I stripped mm-hmm. it all the way back to kind of rebuild. And as we added, after I came out of that pure mobility recovery phase of literally two years, we went, I went into really smart programming like really yeah. smart programming and that matters, you know, like if you want to lift really, really heavy weights, if you want to do pretty intense movement, it has to be programmed appropriately and it has to be programmed appropriately for the age that you are right now, <laughs> not mm-hmm. what, not what I used to be doing. Um, and so again, too anonymous, I think what I would say is just take a look at what you're actually physically doing, because I think that might be a little bit of the, not the issue, but that might be a little bit of the cause of your body not not being super happy right now. And mm-hmm. just like tapering back doesn't mean you have to change it completely, but like tapering back a little bit or changing some things or, you know, like having a conversation with yourself about what that really looks like to kind of honor where your body's at a little bit more. Yeah. And like scaling is huge. Like you don't have to quit CrossFit. Like try, I don't know how many days a week you're doing it. Say if it's four or five, like try doing it too. See how you feel. Like less is not like more is not always better. In fact, as it seems like we find out more and more that more is not better. Actually, less is more. Yeah. Um, it's also a fun thing to say. Less is more. Less is more. But it's it just seems like like you were training only two days originally, right? On strength. Or like yeah. with Luca, yeah, and then it went up to three. And now it's at four. four, yeah. So it's kind of but like we have conditioning days. Totally. Straight, you know, it's very yeah. programmed. Again, yeah. like it doesn't matter. I think it's, it's sometimes it can be confusing because a lot of what initially when somebody's getting into movement, I just encourage more movement, right? Like more is better right Mm. now in terms of like, just find ways to be active in your day, whether that's doing a just move class, whether it's going for a walk, but the more that you're training and the more specifically you're training and the heavier you're going and the more explosive you're going, it does need to be programmed out in a way that allows your body to like progress and, and then allows you to also recover in between there. So I, I think obviously if you're at CrossFit, you're, you're doing, 
probably pretty intense moves and you have a pretty intense training routine. And, and again, I'll just bring it back. I think that should be looked at. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Anonymous. Next one is from, I believe, Denise. Hello, Kaisa. I think that you are a complete badass and a huge inspiration to all of us women out there, even some of us older women. That would be me. Uh, my question is, what advice do you have for women over the age of 50 as far as trying to keep their strength? That's it. Yeah, that's a good question. There are a lot of questions I have for that question. Um, so one, I firmly believe in strength training in terms of actually putting load on your body, which means weightlifting. I would say like with somebody like Denise, I would want to know her history. Like yeah. is, you know, has she strength trained before? Is that, is it something brand new? If it is for a lot of people, actually for everybody, if it's new, you should hire somebody. You should invest in, in somebody to teach you how to weightlift because it's really important that when you put load on your body, especially as we get older, that your form, you know, is correct and that you're doing things that are minimizing the risk of injury. And it's really important that somebody who's a professional is there watching and programming and cueing and helping. Um, but I would a thousand percent say weightlifting. Like it's really important. You can get strong in your own body. So you can of course start with body weight movement. I mean, we have a lot of that on just move, but at some point in time, you're going to progress into like needing to challenge yourself a bit more. And that means that you are ready to start adding weight. And when you are, I would highly suggest having somebody help you with that. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be all the time. Like you could, you know, hire somebody that helps you so that you can learn the foundations and maybe you do once a month with them and you check back in and you feel comfortable and confident in what you're doing. But strength training with weights, I would highly suggest. Yeah. I think that was actually, that was great. You added that. Cause I was going to say like a lot of times people think if I hire a trainer, I have to hire a full-time trainer <clears throat> and it's thousands of dollars. It doesn't have to be the way it is. It could be once a week where they show you things and then you practice those things when you're not with them. And then, you know, or it could be even like what you're saying once a month. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Absolutely. And I think if you understand the form, there's a, so movement is very, very overwhelming, but at the end of the day, there's only really all movement is based off of a handful of moves. So if you can understand how things should feel in your body, there's a lot that you can do on your own. Like you, that would be really applicable to a lot of things we have in just move or to going, going to classes in person, whatever works for you. Um, but it is important that you take the time to understand how things should feel in your body. Like what does a squat actually feel like? What does a lunge feel like? You know, because when you're in a class or you're doing a class online and you don't have somebody there cueing you, like you want to know and feel confident in that, especially as you start to add load, which is weight. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And generally, <clears throat> Our wow. podcast anxiety uh, throat. Oh gosh, when you just did it too. Uh, generally, I know this is kind of specific, but like strength, you typically, you just want to do like a couple days a week, right? That's not something you... Yeah, I it again totally depends on who she is, but I would suggest two times a week and I think that spreading that out and making sure that you're paying attention to how your body is feeling and if you know you're loving it, you can split things up. So depending on the time frame that mm -hmm. she had or any like it's it is so variable depending on who she is and what what she has and the time she has. But you could split it up. So you could end up doing four times a week, depending on like not hitting the same things. You could do three times a week. You could do two times a week. But I definitely, I would say two times a week would be a good, awesome start. Yeah. 
I've been loving strength training lately, know, by the I way. Good. I, I didn't do it. I mean, I kind of, it was a little bit more bundled into the same thing. It was like yeah. strength, kind of conditioning, ex- explosiveness, blah, blah, blah. But lately, just going into just like I have strength days now, it's such a different vibe, you know, because it's like it's short bouts of like I'm rarely breathing super heavy. You know, it's like on that lift, I might, and then I break for like yeah. a minute or whatever. And it's yeah. like a really, I kind of like, I don't know. It's like a different, it's like a hangout yeah, at the gym. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, versus kind of like you're just <clears throat> with a more conditioning workout. It's like once the clock goes, it's, it's like go time. it's go time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there's nothing like feeling strong in your body. There is nothing like feeling capable in your body. Like that is such an empowering feeling. And I think that. I mean, you can only start to understand that when you start to lift, but I feel like that is what, when I think about all of the women that were, that came to me, some of them were as old as 60 plus when they started and they had never really done anything before. The change that happens in your body, I mean like physically, but like mentally, emotionally, everything, when you just start to lift and feel strong and feel capable. And it also changes the way that you operate in the world, you know, like you can carry things differently. And we always have to go back to repeated patterns are where a lot of your injuries happen. So the older you get, the more you can strengthen those patterns and you can learn how to move. That applies to real world. That applies to being able to take care of yourself, do movements properly, reach up to the cupboard, pick up your groceries and, you know, knock on wood, hopefully avoid a lot more injuries. Yeah. <clears throat> this. <clears throat> Are you okay? No, I needed tea. I'm sorry. Oh my I went gosh. for water and I made a mistake. Wow. Two things pop up just because we're having a good conversation. But I was, uh, we were camping and we did this whole wood situation. We had like a log splitter and like split like a gas Is power. Is that an axe? Yeah. So it's like a machine that goes and split. It's like... I. 2,000 pounds of pressure. So you just put a big old round in it and then it just splits the tree and you make a bunch of wedges, right? Like firewood. It was super fun. And like, so I was the stacker. My uncle was, you know, splitting it and then I was a stacker and I would throw it to my my cousin and it was such a funny thing because I I was looking at it as like, what's this move? Oh, this kind of like a deadlift. Yep. Okay. Core tight, core tight. And there's like, ooh, this is kind of like a, like a push, right? It is like, make sure core's tight, shoulders are back. Like I, and I just felt like, oh, I'm doing like these patterns I've been practicing with like strength and all these things like really felt super applicable. We did it for hours. We and you avoid, you would never know, but you probably avoided so many injuries. Totally. Like, but you're fine, yeah. right? No, you, I yeah. felt great. The next, yeah. I mean, I was a little, the day I was like, oh, hopefully I'm good. And I was like, no, I trained for this. Yeah. This is real life. <laughs> so it was really fun. Uh, the other question though I had for you around strength stuff is when... I feel with strength, it's always about increasing load. Like every program, every like everyone taught, like anything I see strength, it's always like, here's where I was, here where, here's where I'm at now. And I'm finding like, oh, that's totally what I do too. Is there like, is it fine to just be like, I bench 135 and f- I'm just going to bench that? Like instead of trying to kind of like always get stronger? No, you got to change the move. Okay. You got to, there has to be a different variable there. Okay. So you could like stop your bench mm-hmm. at 135 
and then you could go to dumbbell bench and you would be way lower than that. But you're also working on like stability now. And you could, you know what I mean? Like you got to vary what you're doing in progress. So like do the bench for four weeks, let's just call it four weeks. Then the next four weeks do like dumbbell. And then the next, I could go back to bench and you'd probably be stronger. Gotcha. I guess the, And, and hold on, let me just say, you can stick with the bench. There has to be a progressive overload in some way, shape or form. So there can be like a neuromuscular, like learning a new move, having Mm. to figure something out. The dumbbell switch things up because now it's not a bar. It's two dumbbells. You got to like stabilize that. There's always something happening. You're, you, you're working for basically the same muscle group. You're, but you're changing things up and weight changes things. Reps changes things. Different exercise change things, but you always have to change something up after a given amount of time, right? Okay. You can't just stay at the same thing, benching 135 for a year and think you could because mentally you decided I love it and that's just what sure. I want to do. And I'd be like, oh, more power to you. But physiologically, I don't think you'd see as many as much gain, okay. strength gains. So if you're not trying to get stronger, you're just trying to stay strong as you are, I suppose. I'm just Because sometimes I, I wonder that can be kind of, intimidating is like, well, I don't want to keep going up weight, you know, like you just the moves. Yeah. Okay. Luca does that all the time. I love it. Okay. You know, there are certain things that are just so much harder. Like we've been working on a lot of single leg strength mm. and uh, you know, there's, we were working on, what was it like single leg RDL something. And then we switched it to like, there's so many different, fo- there's so many different types of movement that you can do to work on relatively the same thing. Um, isometric holds, eccentric work. Yeah. Like there's just a lot you can do. So it's never ending. But let's say your over my overall goal is to be able to lift 400 pounds in the deadlift. I don't have to just deadlift mm-hmm. to become stronger For in that sure. move, right? And so I think there's ways to program things out and switch them up. What happens when you hit 400? I just say I explode. Yeah. I'm just like going to the ethers. <laughs> you hit Nirvana. <laughs> no, I did hear, uh, shout out to coach Megan the other day she was in their training and she's the sounder strength coach uh sounders soccer here in Seattle shout out to Megan though she's one of two female strength coaches in the league uh and I was like Megan you know my competitive ass I'm like how much have you deadlifted before and she's deadlifted 503 pounds and I was like fuck new goal 504 pounds (laughs) so when I hit 400 New goal is 500, no, okay. 504 after yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked Luca, I was like, Luca, realistically, <laughs> can, can someone get to like 500 pounds? And he was like, kindly trying to say like, if that's all we train for, I could get you there. But like, yeah. whoa. Okay. So it, it's never going to be enough for me. Okay, people. Sure. Like, it's just nothing's ever going to be enough for me. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what happens when I hit 400. I guess the question more is, do you constantly continue to try to just up it? Yeah. For somebody like me. Yeah. uh, Until I get sick of it and I don't want to do that strength training anymore. And I just, I think everybody has to recognize that we are life goes in seasons. Training goes in seasons. There are certain times where your body just wants to do certain things. And if you listen to it and respect it, that means your whole programming would change. You know, there can be seasons where you just focus on like conditioning Mm -hmm. and that's really what you want to do. Or you want to run and you want to run a marathon and you're going to focus on endurance. Like there's just all these different types of things that you can choose to do. I'm really having fun in our strength and our power and our explosive. I did tell Luca, I want to be able to be in a little bit more like cardio shape. So we've added another day. 
Um, but that's just where I'm at right now. I don't know. It could change in a month, but if I'm enjoying it, I'm just going to stay in that, in that moment. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think the last, there was a, yeah. Um, let's see here. All right, here we go. Last one. What up? What up? Coach Tyler checking in on the topic of aging. Now, as we start to get a little bit older, Recovery post-workout starts to take a little bit longer. So I just want to know if you two have any strategies you've started to implement to kind of help with that recovery post-workout. Can't wait to hear your answers. Oh, my God. Shout out to Coach Tyler. If you have not taken any of Coach Tyler's workouts on Just Move, what are you doing? You got to get over to him. He's... He is such a fun trainer. He brings yeah. a vibe every time. I just so appreciate him. All of our trainers are incredible. Um, okay, here is my answer to this. When we think about recovery, sometimes we can get isolated in our thought process and think like recovery is just foam rolling after a workout or stretching mm-hmm. a little bit or doing a little bit of mobility. I would challenge you to think broader. Recovery is how you are sleeping Recovery is how much you are hydrating. Recovery is the fuel you're putting in your body and when you are. Recovery is minimizing certain things. Like for me, I, recovery is like minimizing if I'm going to go out and party or if mm-hmm. I'm going to go, you know, there's certain, when you want to achieve certain things and you want to feel a certain type of way in your body and you want to perform, there are a lot of things that go into it. It's not just a 10 minute stretch after a hard workout, you know, and then you go sit in a car. Like we've been noticing, I have a little bit of a hammy pull. Well, I go work out really, really hard and I sit in a car for 40 five minutes. So we've just been like taking a look at all the things that go into how am I recovering my body after? And it's not just mobilizing or stretching. There are a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. Yeah. I think specific. Yes. I agree with all that. Not drink, like drinking less, Yeah, you know, hydrating more, good sleep, all yeah. those things. Like I've said this many a times, walks have been a big, get the blood flowing. Yeah. Just, and it just, whether it's just the only thing I do that day because that's just what it needs to be or if it's like I had a really hard workout or just like my, I just need to do something and like sitting and stretching isn't the thing. It's I need to actually move. It feels so good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, but just definitely the the key is to take a bird's eye view of how you are taking care of your body and just knowing that if you want a lot out of your body, you have to respect that you have to give your body a lot. And so if you can't just go and train hard for an hour, you know, three times a week, stretch for 10 minutes afterwards and think that that's going to be enough. You really have to take a look at everything else you're doing. Like food, I've talked a lot about how my training has changed. My nutrition has completely changed, like completely changed. I basically eat from home. Um, and I am very conscious about starting my day with a good breakfast. So there's lots of things that go into, if I want to perform my best, like how are, what are all the avenues that are going in to help making that happen? And a lot of them are pretty easy things. I mean, I have added supplementation, but there are things that are doable. Like drink more water is doable. Mm -hmm. Go to bed a little earlier is doable. Like there's, well, maybe not always doable, but is something that you can look to try to manage. Yeah. And for me, like I definitely... I mean, specifically, Coach Tyler was saying like post-workout, but like I think you're saying it's like post-workout is anytime after the workout. It oh, doesn't yeah. have to be immediately. Oh, yeah. But I mean, just I always now always warm up. Like that's a big one. Like I know that's not post-workout, but like I never used to warm up to the extent that I do now. Like yeah. it's 10 minutes minimum always. Yeah. 
usually the same thing, yeah. but kind of before I mostly do anything. The other thing that I do is I look at recovery holistically too. Just like it doesn't have to happen in my gym clothes in on my gym mat. Like, like I was telling you earlier, like when my kids playing Legos, I'll be like, cool, this is a great time for a little pigeon stretch. And I'll just go into pigeon for like two or three minutes and get a nice hip opener or whatever, you know, different things like that. Like, or at night, sometimes when I used to, I don't, I haven't done this in a while because his bed situation changed, but before he was like lower to the ground and I would stretch while we would listen to stories. And a lot of times it was great is he would come and join me, which is super cute. Mm. You know, a little father son moment, but like, I just think of how to in like before I go to bed every night, no matter what, I always do a li- like a few minute routine where I just kind of like open the hips, kind of like decompress the back a little, you know. So for me, recovery has turned into just like it's kind of every day I'm doing a few things and my body knows uh, when I need to move it and like stretch it and just sort of like mobilize or whatever that is. It, like if I don't do it, it, it's just like, I know it. I feel it. It's yeah, not good. It tells you. <laughs> it tells me. I mean, if you listen, your body really does tell you what's up and what it needs. It's yeah. just a matter of like a lot of us just don't listen, but you're better at a lot of those mind, like tiny little things that mm. add up to major things. Yeah. And I even am, but I know when I go, well, thanks. Yeah, no, you always are major credit to you. But I like, I make sure at Luca's, you know, we do all of our warm up and a little bit of cool down. I could afford to do a little bit more, but I'm now very conscious about all the other things that I do. And I think like the little things have made a huge difference. Honestly, I'm telling everybody listening right now, hydrating more, eating out less and sleeping have made a huge difference for me. A few other things I've added, better shoes, shout out to Vivo and supplementation, mm-hmm. like shout out to Thorn. I've added those as well, but they're things that are manageable and doable. Yeah, It's not like do a workout and then do a mobility routine for another hour and then do another hour mobility. It's like, no, it's like yeah. doable. You can do it. Do you, what is, honestly, the one thing I don't, don't do pretty much ever is a good cool down. Yeah. What's your recommendation? I know cool that's down? like a, basically it would be awesome if you just did what you did for your warm up as you cool oh, down yeah. and just sense. like focus on your breath oh, that's a good and idea. yeah, just make it easy, make it super easy. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're in just move, we have tons of little mini mobility flows that are perfect for a cool down. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because you just like you kind of yeah, you yeah. like kind of clock out and you're like oh cool that was great yeah and, you have, and it's like. Yeah, I should just go get a shake or some water and get back to work or do whatever yeah. I need to do. It's like, oh, do yeah. I need another 10, 20 minutes of like cooling down? It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But like for somebody like me, like I'm paying for it right now because then I hop in a car and, you know, obviously yeah. it takes me like 45 minutes and I immediately, the way that my <laughs> seats are set up, I'm like slouched and low. you're laid back. I'm laid way yeah, back. I'm chilling. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and now I feel. Does like, your car not have like like massage okay, seats? It does have massage seats. Put but them on. It, that them distracts on? me. No, I cannot have the massager going while I'm doing it. But I'm not gonna lie. About two days ago, I figured that my car has actually has air in the seats. So oh. I'm basically, you know how like did your grandma ever drive around with a pillow yeah, behind yeah, the her lumbar. back? Okay. Yeah. Mine blows up. Well, yeah. So now I'm sitting like this and it's perfect and my hammy feels better and my back, oh, everything. Nice. I'm like, what took me a year to figure That's this out? Funny. I have a 2013 Subaru and mine has lumbar support. You 
probably have all sorts of support and there's probably a straight up massage chair in your car it is a massage chair oh my god the front seats are I both massage it. chair it's have so i never good uh, yeah. problem is my lumbar always it's broken like two or three times you have to go get it fixed it's like because it's so good you know and then when it you don't know how good you have it until it's gone because when it breaks there's like a pop i don't know if it's an actual airbag or if there's like a it's a mechanism of some sort that you can adjust how much you yeah. want and it pops and it just feels like oh no now i'm like in a hammock you know like my back i'd be like yeah. oh no this is bad so i'm like constantly you well, know, trying to so shout it. out to the lumbar airbags or yeah, whatever they shout are out. try if you probably have it in your car too try it out it's been making it's odd i'm like this is weird but now i'm now i'm <laughs> just, loving it just, just super arched back like no this is good like you got it on max yeah i do have it on max i'm like this is great driving is just just popped in my head you know it's so weird to me when people drive so close to the steering wheel it's also very dangerous yeah do you think it's just a like a reflection of maybe their height so they like they have to for their i think it's a few things i think also some people are scared you know and they want to be close to it too i saw a woman this morning i'm not kidding you like her fate, like the wheel, it was like, you can't see if you're not watching the video, but I'm saying like literally touching your chest, touching the chest. And, and I don't understand how you can too. control it right there. Yeah. How do you do like a turn? Like no, good luck on a roundabout. No judgment. But I, I often think if you are, hopefully you don't, but if you get in a car accident, that steering wheel is going yeah, right airbag. through you. Well, God. there's an airbag True. if you're driving something like True. the last 30 years. I like how like you just, it was, that, oh, that was funny. Because I was feeling like you were going to give some real hot advice. You're like, look, if you're driving, like that's what we're doing now is giving like driving advice. And what I you need nothing. to do is be at least 18 inches from the wheel because... No, Why? I am not. Don't take driving yeah, yeah, advice yeah. from me. No, I, definitely my legs, not. <laughs> okay, it's not bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. My legs are so short, but I like to be chilling. Oh, yeah. You kind of have short legs and you're not. No, because there. I scoot my bottom part of my seat so close. Like I scoot it close yeah. so I can, I, but I drive with just my toes. Okay, this is getting And then I lay back. Now. I just got like a vision of like your little toe <laughs> just pushing the gas and then your pinky does the brake. This is weird. We're moving on. Okay, we're moving on. All right. You never know what you're going to get. You don't. Okay, so. We're Wait, we haven't even started the show. <laughs> what do you mean? This is the show. The oh, questions are the show. Buzzing is the show. Okay, what do you mean? Okay. This isn't like the, like the show is just the prequel. Now the show has just begun yeah so for you uh tuning in just now uh welcome to the show the we're talking about yeah. aging yeah so this is the interesting thing like i was trying to see like oh sometimes like where do you put the questions in at you yeah. know because it's hard to yeah. to know and now i feel like we just went on a weird tangent but we're gonna bring it back okay bring it back to aging so i'm just gonna ask you some questions and we'll oh. see where this goes okay because you so you brought it up earlier do you want to be a centurion? How long does Kaisa mm. want to live? Do you ever have it? Do you have an age? No, I don't have an age at all. Mm-hmm. I have like a feeling like I want to live as long as I feel, you know, like that I'm somewhat with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a goal of being like a hundred. I would love to live for as long as I possibly can, but I also want to feel good in my body. No number ever. Jesus. Sorry. I was like eating the mic. <laughs> no number pops in like for me it was always 80 
80 was always like, I want to make it to 80. Like that was a big. I had a lot of grandparents that made it past 80. So mm. I think that was like doable. I had a great grandma that made it to like 91. So that sounds exciting. But also, I don't know. I Just like quality of life is really important to me. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily, I mean, like I don't want to die tomorrow, but like I don't necessarily like fear death in a way that I have this like, oh, but I want to live forever. I just, I feel genuinely that I really am living the life that I want to live. And I don't tend to think this, that there's a lot of things like, I don't have this feeling like, Oh, my life hasn't started yet, but I need more time because I really feel like I'm doing what I want to do. And so as long as that continues and I feel good, I think I'll also be okay if the time comes, you know, and I'm not here. So it's not a number for me. It's like just a feeling when things slow down too much and, and I can't move around. I might, I might not want to be here anymore. Miss philosophical. Sorry, I like, it's no, it's like, yeah. sorry. It's just, yeah. That's how you're feeling. Yeah. I, and I now my goal is that hundred. Now I love that for you. You know, I don't have a lot of my family died early too. A lot of like my grandma and grand. I think they one was like early sixties, late fifties. Oh. The other one was oh. I think late seventies. Wow. Not a lot of. I had a great grandpa who was like ninety, I believe. But yeah, what was interesting? I was listening to this. Um, the rich roll show on they were talking about aging actually, or there was this guy talking about kind of aging and he was saying, he had this thing that kind of blew my mind. He was like, when you die, you're sort of like, you won't be remembered forever. Right. And he was like, so do you remember your great grandparents? And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember my great, uh, I remember my great grandpa. That's it. It's like, I don't, I, I literally, have zero I don't think I've ever had a conversation about my mom's grandparents ever and I was like whoa because he kept going he was like and what about their grandparents or their parents you know I was like damn it doesn't take long before it's just into the ether yeah <laughs> it's like you don't know yeah them even though they're like part of your family well, leave a mark on this world it's bigger than your family <laughs> yeah so no shout out to my dead great grandparents oh you know <laughs> If that's what you're saying. No, Damn. no I'm just. I saying. never made it out of Boston. <laughs> oh my gosh, she made a mean macaroni salad. I'm so sorry, Mr. Folden, it's or whatever cool. it was. But no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just I saying know. if you want to live on, yeah. leave a mark on yeah. this world. Yeah. So, wow, that was really good. You just did it. What's the legacy Kaisa wants to leave then? Oh gosh, oh, hit yeah. me with a big one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like, well, it's interesting. I don't know if this is a legacy, but I often think if I died, would anybody show up to my funeral oh and what would they God. say? Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, like, yeah. Okay. does anybody care? Yeah. But I'm like, what are the things that people would say about you? And is that really, it? okay, this is going to sound weird, but it makes me want to really show up in mm-hmm. life like while I'm alive. Like you, I do want to have an effect on people. Like there are certain things that I want to achieve in the world. Like, yes, I'd love my legacy to be like, just move and the fitness industry has changed, all these things. But I also like, it's more important that like in one-on-one interactions that people were like, she really showed up like this or like, you know, she helped me be this type of a human. Like that's what matters to me. And so I do often think about that. Like what are people going to say about you? What are my nieces going to say about me? You know, what does, if my sisters are still like, what do, what do my siblings say? What do friends say? And that to me is more important than like any kind of thing outside of the world that happens. Yeah. That makes me think I, I had this idea years ago where I was like, why don't we have living funerals? Like, why did why is it that 
people don't get to hear how great they were until they can't fucking hear how great they were. Like, I feel, and you know what's crazy, actually, is COVID kind of created a little bit of this where I had a handful of friends, uh, this became a theme, actually, there's at least four, where like their spouse for their birthday asked everybody to record a video, and then I helped put together like this long video, and it was like a 20-minute video of how much all your friends and family love you, a memory they shared with you, whatever it was. I find that like so incredible. Yeah. You know, like you, cause you're kind of accountable. You're like, wow, look at all these people that like I've influenced or that I've yeah. made an impact on their life. How cool is that? Yeah. That definitely to me, when I think about, I, I don't know, legacy, that's too big of a word for me to think about anything, but I do often think about how, what do people say about you and mm-hmm. like what impact are you having on other humans? And that to me matters more than whether or not like I, you know, had a company that was still out there yeah. like all these things well if i'm a hundred yeah what, what and i'm yeah, sitting sorry, on a porch sorry I no, didn't, no 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 that no, was no, not reciprocal up, no it's all good <laughs> if i'm a hundred and i'm i'm on the porch and you died like at 90 oh. or something <laughs> so you're gone and i'm sipping a little whiskey on this porch and i think to myself i go you know that kaiser <laughs> She got the fucking world to move and she had fun while she was doing it. I think that is your, that's my legacy oh, for you. I, thank yeah. you. I did have fun. We yeah. hopefully had fun doing it. Yeah. I definitely hope that when we're, you know, 95, we're, we're really like talking about like, we did the damn thing, yeah. Mr. Folden. <laughs> I just literally, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that that is interesting to think Such of like looking back, you yeah. know? I don't know. It's you know what else is kind of crazy too? I realize so many of our, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids, but like my nieces or like their kids, like whatever, the younger generation coming up will also get to see us. Like I think about that with social media. I'm like, God, oh, grandma was fucking crazy. You know what I mean? That's a great point. I'm like, because we never knew how our parents or our grandparents were. Yeah. And I do think it's exciting now for like the younger generation to come up and be like, holy shit, our like, you know, parents or grandparents did some crazy shit back in the day that's gonna be a fun legacy to kind of live out that is yeah kind of weird too because you think of like it's so hard to uh to let someone be like young and wild and also old you know like when you look at someone who's older you're like oh they're so buttoned up and respectful it's like no she was crazy when she was 30 i hope i'm still crazy yeah 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 yeah, i think i'm just gonna get crazier and crazier yeah crazy outfits crazy house yeah like big white hair hair, yeah crazy jewelry jewelry, fucking all the colors of clothes and shoes trying to still wear high heels at 90 yes (laughs) oh my god by the way the high heels you sent my wife home with recently oh wow they were out of control they're like towel material gave, high heels i gave priya some shoes that didn't fit me but they fare perfectly oh yeah they are terry cloth orange like high heel mules <laughs> they're like perfect for like palm springs yeah. you know like a martini in a robe yes yeah, yeah, that was love. Yeah. It. I just um, had a, a little dash of Kaisa. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh no, I've had uh, when that that then <laughs> ruined my thought. I, now I can't remember what I was going to say. That something that was actually okay on topic. So living to a hundred. Do yeah. you have a living um, uh, legacy that you want to leave behind? You know, I think one is like Mike was a fun guy. 
Oh, you are a fun guy. That's already real. They know that Mike want that too. brings the vibes. The f- it does. I feel like probably not everybody gets that side of you, though. I feel like we just recently started to get the fun guy wow. side of you. Thousand percent. Really? I actually think we had a conversation about this. Oh yeah. I'm. I think I'm more fun, but I mean. Yeah. So that's my definition, fun guy. <laughs> you weren't wow. fun. No, just kidding. Damn. Oh, it took. It took a while. It was mostly your fault, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do believe that because I was probably so intense. You couldn't bring the fun out. Yeah. I mean, I think like I recently, I had an experience where I really like, I had a message kind of like come to me from, from myself, if you will. But, and it was like, you're the fun one. And kind of like embodying that sometimes it feels too like immature, I guess in a way, you know? And, and I think, or, or that's been my judgment of myself in the past of like, Oh, like you can't just be joking around and I can't always be funny either. That's the thing. It's like, I'm definitely not funny a lot of the times, but I find myself the the happiest and in more of like in such a flow when I'm having fun. And like, yeah. obviously this platform has been incredible. And I will say last week when we had Patty, there was like a, a big, um, kind of, anxious moment for me to be like okay this is not the episode to be fun like this is the episode to be a really good listener and a really curious person about a very serious you know subject and so there's i think fun also is my um escape like it's escape like it's like a tool right it's like oh if things are getting weird <laughs> crack a joke it's a safety thing right so yours is fun and mine is bitch yeah that's, <laughs> that's why. the difference between that's why we work so well together because we're a fun bitch we're a fun. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you, that should that's be our show. the fucking show you are a vibe you're totally oh. the fun guy vibe that brings the energy i mean the whole our time now at the studio like our team time is so much fun just because you you here's the other thing i'll say you get shit done though. Mm. Like Mike is not the fun guy. That's just always fun. And slacker. then it becomes, yeah, the fun slacker that never like this man is running a million fucking things and still brings the fun energy. Oh, so thank you. Yeah. 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 So I think that like to be known as the fun one. And yeah. I think also like in some shape or form, like, you know, like photos and video, like the work that I've done, I'm trying, that's like a place that I'm really trying to figure out like what does that look like longevity because things living on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever digitally just doesn't do it for me. And there's something about like having books or prints. Like you look at like, I love an old photo when I see something that's from like the forties or something. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool that this is still around. And this was a moment back then and you can forever look at it. I want to do more of that. Yeah. It's interesting when you say that though. I'm I'm trying to think about legacy. I don't see myself. I don't see myself forever doing the same thing. So it's Mm. like, I don't know. Like I can see you with photography. I can see you always doing like film and photography and this and that. I kind of go like, I don't fucking know what's next. Like I might just be a coffee shop barista and I want, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I finally come to this point in life where I'm like, I have no idea where my life is going to take me. I genuinely don't. I have hopes and dreams that I can add some travel into all of that. And I have hopes and dreams that we're running a company and, you know, getting the world to move. But I have no idea. And I'm not permanently like stuck on anything either. Yeah, that's cool. Because I think, I mean, I haven't thought about this, but I think that that's probably the case for almost everybody. And it's just you're, you have a choice on whether to 
take it how you are right now, which seems curious and open or kind of fight trying to control it, even though you may not have that actual choice. Yeah. But I also don't have any children. Sure. I don't have a partner. Like I have nothing that also holds me to the life that I'm in right now, you know? And so I think I have a lot more freedom in, in all of that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, a lot of when I've listened to things about, um, cause there's a whole push too for people to live to 200. That's like a, that's kind of like the next. What's the oldest person? No, it's far up. I think oh. right now, I think the oldest person without Googling it was like 122 or 125. That's just, that's a it's lot. wild. They're saying though that there's a point of like, like cells can't regenerate. Like there will be a lot of technology in the next, like what, however many years to where people will live longer, like increasingly. But there's sort of like a point. It won't just continue. Like we won't eventually live till 500 or whatever. Yeah. But what was interesting, what made me think of this is that you said, what will I do in another part of my life, right? Like what other things might I do? And that was, I I like never thought about that before. But this guy was talking about if you would live to 150 or 200, like you may have different families. Like you may, you may um, have a different marriage, not because like you got divorced, but because like, oh, that was my, you know, that was my two hundred, and like they died, and we moved on, and now I'm gonna have a new uh, <laughs> wife or husband or partner, and or career. Like, oh, I was a woodworker, and now I'm gonna become a software engineer. Like, yeah. for twenty, thirty years, you could work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, so this is yes, and I love that, but this is interesting. I was having conversation with, so I'm thirty six. A lot of my girlfriends are. 36 and some of them are having like you know midlife crisis moments and I was like the other day it hit me and I was like how cool that we get to live our entire life over again and only be 72 like when I'm 72 I'm not going to think like that's the end of my life I'm going to think like I still have more life to live and my previous life like zero to 36 feels like a long time oh yeah and I'm like I get to live that all over again and then still have more life to mm-hmm. live. So if you start to put things into perspective, it's like, we no, we, you can really enjoy your time here. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of time here. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but. Yeah. It's like when I think big like that, it's exciting because yeah. it feels like limitless. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, fuck the bill. I got to pay these bills today. <laughs> I got to like go pick the kid up from school. What's for dinner? Like it, e- it easily somehow like kind of eats at you. And I think what I'm learning to bring it back to this book is the more flow state you can find in all the things you do. And and another thing they were talking about was like micro flow. And so things like mowing the lawn, washing the dishes, folding your clothes, things that we might associate with mundane um, uh, rituals, finding kind of like a flow in those rituals. Can you explain flow state? Because this has been brought up a few times. I thought we did. Mm-mm. At any rate, we can explain it. I mean, I think there's probably different definitions. I could probably find the one in here, but it's essentially when you're doing something that and you're not thinking about other things, mm. like you're purely present. The easy way for me, like what really clicked because I snowboard was when you're snowboarding or skiing and it's like a big powder day, like it's super nice conditions you're not thinking about anything except like you don't know the route you're going. You don't know except you're going down. Right. And you know, the snow you're in and you know, the skis you're on. Other than that, you're just purely going like, Oh, I feel like I'm going to turn this way right now, but without even thinking about it. Right. You're just turning, you're just navigating until you fall or until you make it down. And I think for me, that is like, it's like when you can't comprehend time, like you're not, 
you're not thinking about how long this is taking. Like all of that is sort of beside your presence right now. Yeah, it's like the most present you can be. Exactly. And that's why I, that's why I love training. Totally. Like, I, I feel like I am in massive flow state when I'm getting, when like when we're in training sessions. Like if I'm recording, maybe not so much, but I do feel like my flow state is that I'm just so enjoying taking people yeah. through movement. But like when I am getting trained, there's so, like I am checked out of everything yeah. you could ask. I wouldn't even know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm right here right now. So I do. Or you could, but it would take you out of that flow state. Like you can't right. stay in it. Right. And so the problem, don't we're getting into all this other stuff, but like the issue that sort of like our society tends to have is that this multitasking thing, mm. which is completely um, interrupts flow state, right? Because you never focus on one thing. That's the other thing with flow state to my understanding is like, it's one thing. So it's singular. So when we are having a conversation, but we're, you know, also checking our Instagram, we'll also listen to music. Like you're not, a, this, to my understanding, um, I'm not an expert at this by any means, but you're not actually multitasking. Like your brain is not like a computer is what they say. So like computers can actually accomplish multiple tasks simultaneously without any, you know, degradation to the, the other task, whereas like our brains can't. So basically mm-hmm. all you're doing is you're, you're not allowing yourself to fully like take in these things. And so I think about it when it's like when you eat, just eat. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to music. Don't listen to a podcast. Music maybe less so because I think music can be kind of a background. I don't know. But there's a lot of these things that I think like in our culture, it's very celebrated to get things done and do it all. And what I'm learning and I think like a lot of Eastern tradition is very different than Western tradition. Like I was also thinking this morning, you know, walking and eating until you're 80% full was one, one of the recommendations in here uh, from Okinawa is like a lot of that's like the belief is like eat until you're 80% full. Because if you eat till you're full, full, like it's harder to digest. It's hard, like you're going to move less, all these things. I was like, wow, that's kind of an easy, I never thought of that. Like eat till you're 80% full. Um, But we try to like fit in as much as we possibly can. So there's tons of stress, right? Notifications are going off, whatever. Um, Anti-flow. Anti, I mean, most of our world, that's our kind of like theme in the studio with the team. We've been like, close that tab, close that tab. Like it's the only way I can see it. Like so many tabs open my brain that I'm like, I have to close them so I can be present in the few things that I'm trying to do. But I am the queen of attempting to multitask. And I think that's why I like movement so much too, because it is that moment where I do not multitask. Totally. I do the one thing and it feels so good. I love it because it's when I know you won't text me back. Oh. I know you're like, I know I'm like, oh, she's training. She's in the moment right now. Because every other time Sometimes I'm like. Sometimes <laughs> you check your phone. No, I notice and you hit me. And I'm like, well, you're not done with training. But uh, most of the time, it is, it's like a noticeable thing. Like yeah. you're very available. Um, I am very available. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, both good and there's downsides too. I think yeah. you've become less of it. Like you have set good boundaries over the. Working you know, because you always was, you're like, I'm available at any time. I'm in Mexico, but like anytime you need any feedback, like I'm good. I am always available, just not during training. Yeah. Yeah. Or on vacation. We don't like to bug you. Oh, I like to be bugged. Um, hmm. Where do we go? I mean, do we have more? I have some Maybe more stuff. Okay. I, I was going to say, so, and I do think, I think we should talk about a little bit about how, as I've gotten older and as you've gotten older, Mm -hmm. things that have changed for us, because I do feel like there is a moment when you have the realization and for everybody, it's probably different ages, but you have the realization that you can't do the shit 
that you were doing when you were quote unquote younger. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I very much remember like 33, probably like 32 and a half was like the last time that I was like, oh, I was like bad bitch come through. And then all of a sudden I was like, and this is much more like physically, all of a sudden everything started to change. Like at 33, I something, I mean, travel got more, business got more. There's a lot of things I can attribute it to. And it took me a lot of years and then COVID to get to the point of realizing like, I don't need to go backwards. I don't need to be who she was or who I was back then. I can now be like, who am I going to be? And what does that look like? And respect that I am older, like three years older, one year older, a month older, like it all makes a difference. And if I choose to honor where I'm at now, rather than be disappointed that I'm not where I was, then I can be in a completely different place and a much happier place. Mm -hmm. But I will, I do want to just put it out there. It's not like I, I'm not like aging gracefully. (laughs) Like there was those, I had, there was a hard three years of being like, how the F can I not do what I want to do? I don't feel the same. I don't feel like the same in my body. I can't physically do the things. I don't recover the same when I, you know, go out or I move or whatever. And I think it's just that moment of finally being like, okay, like took me three years to sink in, but like, okay, this is who I am right now. I think that is grace though. I think it wouldn't be if you didn't acknowledge that, but I think the Mm -hmm. fact you have to like, you can't just always you, you there has to be challenge and i think that the the grace in that is that you were hit with a challenge but that you resolved it like you changed and what not overnight no i guess is what i don't want to say i don't want people to look at this and be like oh wow how'd you just do no it wasn't overnight no. at all no there's yeah. depression there was you know lots of that lots of yeah yeah lots of tension lots of tension <laughs> no but i do think feel. i mean yeah i think it's it's interesting because you Sometimes I feel sometimes I feel old, right? And then sometimes I feel so it's like I feel like a really young old man and a really old young man mm-hmm. in a way. You know, so there's certain things I do and it's really I think for me it's really just a mindset. Like I find like I was mountain biking the other day and I was like, "Dang, I'm kind of slow." And I was like, "I'm getting faster." I yeah. mean, we've had this kind of conversation, you know, in the past. Or yesterday I was running and I was like, "Gosh, dang, like this is hard. I'm mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah. Right. And like, so I think it's just like mindset that helps me because then I'm like the same experience is had, like I'm running this way and it's more of like how I choose to take it on and, and how I talk to myself about what I'm doing. And I think a lot of it too, is just like feeling grateful that I can still run, you know, think, mm-hmm. feeling great at whatever speed it is. The fact that I can just do it is a big thing. So I think that is like maybe mindset is the biggest thing for me that is changing over as I get older. It's just feeling more gratitude towards what I'm able to do. You know, so a thousand percent. I also want to say to all the single women, I think another thing that I've realized is that, and maybe men, men think this way too. For a long time, I thought my life wasn't like my life didn't start until I was married or had a partner and like started a family. Like that was a long for, for a big piece of my life. I like that is kind of where my thought process was like my mom at my age had four kids and her oldest kid was 14, you know, like, and I'm like, I just kept thinking my life is not going to start until that happens. And it was probably the past few years that I started to realize like, no, like my life has already started. My life is what it is right now. And like, whatever's going to happen will happen too. And that'll be a part of my life. But my life has already started. I am in my life right now. Like what's happening now is 
how I'm living my life. And that was a really kind of like freeing moment too, because when you're waiting for something to happen, there's a, you're, you're kind of like living in that weight and that never feels good either. And so that was a big change too. And I think I, I have a lot of like single friends and so I get to talk this all through and a lot of us are in the same place of feeling like having to come to the rec- the realization, like one, if that's how it was, my life may never start then. Cause yeah. I may never, you know, ha- find a partner and like have children. So who knows? And it is a very freeing thing to be like, I'm in my life right now. This is my life. Like how I'm choosing to live it is like my life. And, and this is where we're at right now. And when you tend to put that much weight into that thing, yeah. that that's when your life starts. Then if it even does happen, it's likely not to ever yeah. match the yeah. expectation that you've set for that, right? So then you're like, okay, so, so like, now what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like my life it hasn't started, yeah. I guess, because this isn't actually everything I thought it would be. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people, this happens all the time with marriage. Yeah. You know? Or just like, or a the, kid. yeah, and the comparison of things, I think too. Like, I think you can look at your life and think like, okay, well, at 36, I would have thought that I would have had all these things going. Mm-hmm. So, and I just think, I think there's a certain thing where I'm trying to be like, it's not really the age. I'm, I'm very proud of my age. I'm like 36, I don't have a problem with that, but I'm not trying to compare where other people are at at 36 or like where my parents were at at 36 or where my sibling or where people are at. I'm just like, this is me at 36. (laughs) Like, you know, I keep saying like living my best life, like trying to, and just being present about like what that means and rolling with the punches a lot more than how I viewed my life to be when I was younger and would have thought this is what was going down at 36. Yeah. And you, you are your own original story and there's only one copy of that book. Yes. You know, there's a copy of it. There's just one me. One. Oh, of yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. There's only one story. There's one book that is the life of Kaisa. I thought you were saying that's so slow. There's so only one other, other version, too. And yeah. that's, <laughs> that's the life of, <laughs> that you didn't live. Oh, my God. One, so uh, just since that kind of <laughs> started to disintegrate. No, one thing I love about Brian, Tattoo, tattoo yeah. Brian, that's what we should call him, Tattoo Brian. Tattoo Brian. Uh, he, I did a video for him years ago, and I love this line. He said, you know, people ask me, what are your tattoos going to look like when you're old? They're going to look old because I'm going to be old and that's fine. It's like the best line. And it's like, I'm like, yeah. Like, how do you think they're going to look when you're old and your skin sagging and all like they're going to black ball blob. Yeah. Like just as your skin is going to look anyways. Right. But I just loved that because it was such an acceptance of aging and not like, holding on like oh only you can have a tattoo if you're go- if it's going to look good yeah. you know that well yes and i think it's the freedom to redefine what that means for you i do think there's this whole new like a revolu- like or evolution of aging i mean granted also like there's tons of evolutions of anti-aging too but just being like what does that mean Mm. you know like what does it mean to be 45 and not think that I'm old what does it mean to be 55 and not think that I'm old you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like what is that it can be however I want it to be which goes back to staying super motivated to take care of my body and to be able to feel because I think that's the number one thing I feel like if I feel good in my body and like not that I need to be able to do the same things I'm doing today but if I feel good in my body and pretty like strong and empowered in my body I feel like the rest of that is going to fall a little bit flat because I'm going to feel like you know this is 55 yeah this is 65 yeah. and I feel damn good I can do the things I want to do absolutely yeah. yeah I mean I yeah definitely I think I move for longevity now yes. a lot more than I think I don't honestly 
I don't know if I have a great reason other than it just seemed like I should, you know, or early on, like I wanted to lose weight or whatever that thing was that motivated me. But I think the thing that's changed is I really, there's a a clear purpose, which is like move for longevity. Like I want to move to be able to move. And I think that's easier for me to scale things because it's like, I don't have to be the fastest or the strongest to move for the longest. You know, it's different. Oh, amen. And also just puts things into perspective. Like the goal of movement is that it's sustainable, Mm -hmm. which means like you can listen to your body a whole lot more. If the goal for me is to be able to move, you know, and feel good in my body as long as I can, then I'm okay if today needed to be a rest day and it wasn't scheduled as a, you know what I mean? It just is like, there's so much more grace in how you take care of your body. Yeah. So you mentioned 65. Did I? Yeah. I said something about 65. Oh, okay. Which I like, I, no matter how smooth I try to make things, you're like, what did I? Okay. Go ahead. So now that transition was just demolished. <laughs> Annihilated. Um, so I was like, sorry. oh, I got a good transition right now. I'm so so you said 65, which also happens to be the retirement age in the United States. Oh. How does Kaisa feel about retirement? No, I'll never retire. Never retire. No, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, what's your definition of it? So my definition of retirement is that you no longer work. Mm-hmm. I love working mm-hmm. and I have the freedom to change that at 65 maybe I don't, won't want to work I think I will forever want to feel like I'm contributing something to the world yeah and I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be for pay I just mm-hmm. like I I also think like working keeps me alive you know I think it's like something to live for yeah I think at a certain point in time if you don't have anything to live for you might just start dying Mm -hmm. so for me I definitely feel like I who knows again I might be working at the coffee shop down the street I don't know but like I want to have purpose in life I love that I don't know how good of a barista you would be terrible but I think you would have the jams (laughs) I think the vibe would be top-notch I think the music would be great maybe I would open dude if you ever older Nightclub. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think that's where you were going. Oh my gosh. That's fine. Remember, I was talking about that recently, what? not to your level, but I was saying like, can we get just clubs that are like for, you have to be 40 yeah, or th- let's say 35 so yeah. you can go. Yeah. Um, because just nothing good happens no. at the nightclubs. No. All you hear about is like, shit. I think that's a new thing. Just but like I want to go lounge. dance. Yeah. But I don't want to like get in a fight or get shot yeah. or like whatever. Like yeah. I want to just go have like wedding, like the wedding vibe, but at a club. Yeah. I'm all for it. All right. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know who's going to help us with that? Uncle Matt. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. That's so happen. good. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, t- 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 well, I love your definition of retirement and I, what, again, bringing it back to this book, there is, t- to my knowledge, there actually isn't a term in Japanese that, uh, that means retirement. Like there's no term for it because oh. the belief, at least what I've been reading is that, um, like you don't retire, like you, like exactly what you said is like that belief in kind of Eastern, Eastern, um, culture, which is, or at least Japanese culture, which, I, which I'm reading about right now, which is like, you never, why would you retire? Like, you're just going to do what you love. And regardless of, yeah, you may not make money, you may make money, whatever, but you just keep doing something and yeah. how key that is and how different, I think our generation now in the States is changing. But before, 
I mean, all you hear, even my aunts and uncles are, you know, older, my, my dad, it's very much like I got to reach 65 or 70 or whatever that is till I can retire and then I'll get the house and then that's the house I'm going to like die in and that's the last car I'm going to buy. It's a very, I mean, to, to each their own, it's hard for me because I'm like, damn, that's kind of wild like yeah. to think about it that way. It's kind of like think you're counting the days down. Yeah. You know, is that, that's how it feels. And it's like once you retire, even I was talking to my uncle this week, and it's like, what are you going to do when you retire? He's like, I don't know. I got to stay busy, which is cool because it's like keep doing stuff. But I think that's like, couldn't you work part time? Like what would be that relief you need? Because maybe you're too stressed right now, but like, how like it made me really think about yeah i want to be taking photos i want to be like running a group or like speaking or whatever i don't know but not everybody does for work what they enjoy doing exactly and i think that's a big shift too of i think we can both genuinely say that we enjoy what we do you know there's going to be evolutions of it but so if you enjoy what you do then why would you want to stop it? Yeah, and I think maybe it's just, it's a language thing where it's like, you're going to retire from your career just that. Like that's, you're not retiring because it's almost like I'm retired. That's who I am. I'm retired. But I think when most people say they're going to retire, it's retiring from their career. Yeah, but I, I guess that, that comes though with a lot of other baggage it appears like it's not like yeah i'm going to retire from that career and then i'm going to get into like you know i've always wanted to rebuild motorcycles or i'm going to start traveling or whatever it seems to be a little bit more of this blanket statement it's like shit's over you know like oh i a thousand percent agree with you i'm not disagreeing i i do think a lot of like in our world there's a lot of like retire and exactly what you said is like now we're on the the downhill slope yeah which is not it not it or at least for us right yeah yeah. Um, I think that's great though. I, I think it's, I don't know, this conversation, I actually really am afraid of dying. You're not afraid of dying as you mentioned earlier. Well, okay, listen, if death was facing me, but I don't, that doesn't like keep me up. You're like, night. you want to go? Let's go. I can see Bitch. your com- competitive <laughs> no. attitude be like, oh yeah, you think you're going to take me out? Let's go. How about for rounds of three? No, oh my God. Yeah. But I don't want to say, I don't want to tempt death. I'm yeah. just saying like, that's not Shit. something, yeah, that's not something that, yeah, I don't yeah, just, fear it. Yeah. I think about it a lot. I don't know why, but it's like, it plagues me sometimes. But like, I think it's, it's a weird, it's a, yeah, I I think it, it makes me feel kind of anxious of like, oh, I got to get more done. That's how it makes me feel. Like, I'm like, ah, I haven't done that. Or like, I know a lot of things, but I'm not doing those things. You know, it's like, I know how I want to live or I know how I want to like feel, but that's not where I'm at. So it's kind of like, ah, I got to get to where I'm at because you never know when you're going to die. Yeah. And I actually, so I do understand that. And I like that as fuel. So like I constantly have these moments of checking in of like, okay, if you die tomorrow, are you putting all the energy into making all the things happen that you want? It's not necessarily like they all happen, but are you doing the most that you possibly can for those goals to be achieved or those things to happen. I will also say not to always bring it back to my love life. I think if I was also, if I was like, you know, in love and I had like a family or something, I think that would be different too. I don't think I'd want to die and like leave them. I think like if I had some anchor points to this world, that might be a little different too. Oh my God. You don't have anchor points? I would be devastated. Oh, thank you. A lot of people would be devastated. Family isn't the only one that cares. Jeez. (laughs) Well, you're basically like family. Um, I don't mean to sound 
dark. I no, just like, no, 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 yeah. no. Oh, what I was going to say was I, I lost my train of thought. I got it though. So when you, cause all this is great, right? This is all like when things are going well, like this is the sort of like the success of these situations when you're not like when you, when you're feeling this way of like, Oh, like I only have so much time or like if I die tomorrow, for instance, am I doing all that I can? And do you ever have it to where you're like, fuck it though. I don't want to do all that. I can. Like I'm tired right now. I'm, I don't, I don't feel cause it's hard to make the best choice. All we always know the best choice. I feel like it's pretty calm. Like I always know what to eat or I always know when to sleep. Do I do it? How do you deal with that? Or do you go through that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't make all the minor right choices yeah. for sure, but I do. I think that generally speaking, I've, I've tried not to sit on the minor choices that I'm making that are wrong because I always know there's more I could do. Like I want to be better in business. There's fucking take some business court. Like there's always more I can yeah. do, but I try not to sit in like, there's more I could do. And I try to sit and like, I'm really doing what I is the max of what I can do and still live a rather enjoyable life. Mm. So that's my new definition because for, I would say for the majority of my life, I did not enjoy my life for the majority of my life. I lived to achieve and never even found joy in the achievements. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's been a big switch in my life where I really want to achieve things, but not at the cost of, you know, finding joy and, and, and like really living my life and doing the things that I want. That's a good one. Really? Yeah. I feel like we can retire this, this topic, this conversation, we can set her down. I do want to share one last quote that has been a big inspiration to Mm. me, which is the meaning of life is to enjoy the passage of time. You said that you shared that with us last time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, On the podcast. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Because it, it, every time, like I'm learning all this new stuff here and I think it makes things really simple. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy this? Are you enjoying the passage of this time? If you hate it, you got, yeah, you got to find another way. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to quit right there, but like start working towards that. And I think it's allowed me to find more gratitude. I think, you know, like when I was chopping that wood or whatever, and I was like, I am enjoying the passage of time. Cause part of me wanted to sneak in and go like, Hey, your dad's here. Should you go visit with him? Or should you go run this thing with river or do whatever? But I was just like, nah, I'm just enjoying the, I'm enjoying this monotonous fun thing, you know? And so it's like, it's easy to sort of be like, am I enjoying the passage of this time right now? And you know what happens when you do that? Like if you were to tell yourself, like I got to go do something with my dad or with River, the thing is you actually do affect people just the same, if not more, when you are in a joyful place. Oh, that's good. But you know, but it's real. So like when I always think yeah. too, because I, I often think, I mean, I'm, I live a life that's very busy. I think like, oh, should I go do that with my niece or go do it? And like, yes. But also I remember like when I'm doing all the things that I need to do to be my happiest self, I actually like the time I spend with them and the energy I bring to people is like just as impactful, if not more impactful. Like, so I definitely feel like those types of moments also of being like, what is the, how am I enjoying the passage of time right now? And am I enjoying it? And however I'm enjoying it is okay. And not like judging that. And then just knowing that like, that's going to bring the healthiest version of yourself out. Now, are you saying when you're enjoying the passage of time, say it's not with your niece? Yeah that because you're enjoying that, like that makes you a better person or you're saying 
it allows you to spend the time where you're needed. And then when you hang out with your niece, you can enjoy that. Like what? Oh, a little bit of okay, both. Okay. Because what happens is I can enjoy passages of times and then feel guilty yeah. that I'm enjoying. So then not really enjoy that passage of time, but then not do the mm. thing I wanted to do. So then I'm with, when I'm with people, I am not fully present because there's other things that, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's this moment of being like, cause I do this a lot where I'm like, I think I can fit 1 million things into my day or into my week. And when I can't, I am very much like trying to show up, but not fully showing up. And then everybody feels that. And so instead, if I can be like, I'm going to do these things and I'm probably not going to come to that thing. But when I come to the next, you know, outing, I'm going to be fully present because I did all the things that I want to do, or I'm going to show up an hour late. This is a new thing for me. I don't tell me I'm not, I'm not showing up on time. I have things that I'm doing. And if I showed up at 11, when everything was going down, I would show up half there. And then you guys would all get half of me. So just wait for a minute. Wait mm. for me to do all this. Instead of trying to worry about making you all happy, I'm going to just do what I need to do and I'm going to show up an hour late. Mm. And you guys already ate and it's just the way that it is. So this is on a massive tangent, but I think it's really important to be okay with how you enjoy the passage of time mm-hmm. and be in that present and then not judge not judge that moment and like be okay with the choice that you're making. And then when you go do the other things, spend time with River, spend time with yeah. your dad, you show up differently. Yeah, it seems like what you're saying is you're kind of, it's all related to all the things we keep talking about. It's like closing all the tabs, like being present in whatever you're doing. And it almost seems like presence is to enjoy the passage of time in a way, right? It also seems flow state is to enjoy the passage of time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a theme that's, that's happening. And I think yeah, so it's like find your flow, like find your presence. And, and don't judge the flow. And don't judge it. Yeah. Yeah, don't a, a let thousand it rob percent. you. Yeah, and I just, I do think, and we're not the same, but I do think there's a lot of guilt that comes in with how, and judgment that comes in with how you enjoy the passage of time mm-hmm. and that you should be doing other things or that time should be filled with all these other things or, you know, with other people or whatever it is. And I think if you can get to a place of just like, no, this is how I'm enjoying it and this is what I want to do and then... When I honored that and I did that, then I can show up and do the other things yeah. in a different state. That's our best self. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. No. no. Rarely. <laughs> yeah. But when we're, op- when we're operating optimal- optimally, yeah. that's our best self. Yeah. yeah. That's how we're rolling. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I feel like we aged over the conversation. Or we... We did yeah, age. We age and that's we totally age. okay. We're okay with it. That was a good conversation. <laughs> I don't know where I thought our aging. I never now. I know not to walk into these thinking they're going to go in the direction I think they're going to go. I thought this is going to be a lot more tips on like how to age. How to age. <laughs> Collagen. Literally. <laughs> Mobilize. No, yeah. our tips are. Sure. Do the things that, that you, you have love. control over. Well, no. Okay. First of all, add more recovery and take care of your body. Okay. Be a little bit more gentle to okay. your body. Do the simple things. It's not like taking a million supplements and adding, you know, hours of mobility, mm-hmm. although you do some of those things. Hydrate a little bit more. Sleep a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Try to de-stress a little bit. Move. Holistically. Holistically. Long game. Long game. One last thing when you just, because you just brought supplements up, because I bought some Thorn supplements. Yeah. This whole long game that I'm playing now has yeah. changed because, or changed my supplement game, because whenever I would take supplements in the past, I'd always only take them for like 30 to 60 days max. Because I don't know, you know, I'm like, ugh. It's not working. But now I'm thinking about up. living to 100 and I'm like, oh no, taking my daily probiotic, it's going to help me over the next 
60 years. Yeah. That's how long I got, dude. I got Ooh, 60 years on this place. You got a whole place. new life. But Hopefully we can keep it together <laughs> in this world. Jeez. But oh, that's anyways, yeah, long game. That's got supplementation, all these hydration. It's like, yeah, you might not notice a week, a week you're not like, I have so much energy or something. You know, some of you may, some, some not. But I think it's like hydrating for as a human, yeah. as a long game. That's good. So yeah, I think yeah. long game. Yeah. You just wrapped it up and then I unraveled it. No, I'm sorry. We're, no, I know we're kind of like that. But I do. I appreciate these conversations. I also think I'm just going to keep reiterating this. If you have conversations or topics or questions for Mike and I, we would love to answer them. Like just like you heard today, like we will literally play them. We will answer them and it helps guide our topics in our conversation. So go to kaisafit.com slash ask. You just can record them there, leave them there. Um, and then also... If you have been enjoying listening to us and our tangents and all the things we chat about, please leave us a review because it's really important (laughs) that the reviews come in, that we hear from you all. If it's a one-star review, maybe just DM me and let me know what's up. But we really love hearing from you. And they have been coming in and we thank you for that. We've gotten a handful recently that were very nice and insightful. And we read them. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited. And we're motivated by them. Totally. You got to show up. Yeah. People are listening. No, it really, it means a lot. So sometimes we forget that people are listening. And when we get those and we get to hear from the team that's tuning in, like it does mean a lot. So thank you, team. Yes. Mike. Thank you for joining me here, for aging with me this past hour. Really enjoyed that. I also really enjoyed our conversation. I think we can keep going with aging, though, at a different time. So definitely send your questions in. I think there's a lot more kind of like more factual stuff. Maybe we can have somebody. Yeah. So I was just going to say that we're in a flow today because I was thinking, like, oh, we got to get an aging expert. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, so until next time, team, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you back on the Kaisa Show very soon. Peace.